Welcome back to the Perth Business Podcast. On this episode, we talk to Becky Felstead, who is a FIFA sexual harassment lived experience speaker. We just know you're going to love this episode because Becky is so grounded, full of energy, and has an awesome story to tell. We talk all about how she was made redundant after being harassed and bullied by a manager in the workplace and other hard-hitting topics that you might resonate with. Trigger warning on this one, guys. We do talk about sexual harassment. And if you're not quite ready for this one, that's okay. Check out another episode and come back when you're ready. so fancy yeah you like the studio Ooh. we're at the hen house mm-hmm. again um we learned yeah. our lesson last yeah, time but um yeah. yeah no it's beautiful i love the studio it's awesome mm-hmm. and the guys are so cool if, if they pop in they're quite nice um do they pop their head in <laughs> no <laughs> they wouldn't dare during your recording <laughs> no <laughs> yeah <laughs> important <in> business yeah <laughs> So talking about business, I guess that's a great segue to launch on in. Um, can you give us a little, I mean, obviously we stalk the shit out of your social media channels. Um, although I really expected, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. <laughs> Pretty, I'm a big dip. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've got a headpiece. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to wave my headpiece and realise I wasn't wearing one, so <laughs> wave my imaginary headpiece. Um, you're obviously, yeah, I think what you're doing is making waves in the community. So can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so um, I think like a lot of women or people, I'm very multifaceted. So mm-hmm. from the outside looking in, it's a bit confusing. <laughs> so depending on what day you talk to me and what I'm doing and what meetings I've had that day, yeah. it depends. But um, so at the minute, what is quite prominent is um, I am talking in FIFO around sexual harassment. So mm-hmm. where that kind of came from is um, I have a podcast called The Talking Stick. Mm-hmm where I approach things that are taboo topics, right? Um, And I don't mind having those conversations. FIFO sexual harassment, taboo topic. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, yep, that's really important to me. And I run women's events called Quit Your Bitching. Oh. Which are fun. Which is where I met Lacey, who... Oh, right. Yeah, okay. was on, she was styled me. And yeah. That's why I, like, get all super stylish now. Yeah. Aww. Oh, that's um, cool. But, yeah, so quit your bitching. And then, so previous to that, um, I was a photographer as well mm-hmm. um, and meeting a lot of, like, business women and um, doing brand photography and things like that. So getting yeah. to know, getting my way into the business yeah. scene in yeah. Perth. Um, and then I was like, oh, I don't want to be on that side. Mm. I want to be on this side. I'd done it for like 12 years. Um, and I'd feel, you know, when you just feel like you're not quite making the impact that you want to make. Mm. Um, so, yeah, started the podcast, started running the events. Um, and, yeah, that's what I do. Talk about taboo topics. And, um, yeah, that's me. Yeah. And you've yeah. obviously got a professional setting for that Um for that podcast, you were telling us how it yeah, started. Yeah, totally. So it's all professional. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm very professional in everything that I conduct. Yeah. Actually, people who know me would say, mm-hmm. like, I'm getting more professional, but I'm <laughs> certainly not, like, being the professional person. But, yeah, definitely, you guys were saying that you've done it on a phone before. Yes. I was in my, I was at my sister's house, actually, after coming back from travelling, mm-hmm. um, in this, like, beautiful bedroom. Yeah professional bedroom yep. mm-hmm. um with professional pillows <laughs> yeah like around right. the around the, <laughs> um, the sound silk and covers. yeah exactly <laughs> silk covers like setting the tone yeah. for some big v energy you know <laughs> 
and then yeah so they're recording onto there but I think the concept was and um you got like might be the same in podcasts is like just start just get it done and do it instead of having the excuse of that I didn't have microphones that I didn't have like the funds to come and be able to do this Mm -hmm. you can hear the audio when it's in this place Mm -hmm. but I was like if I wait for that I won't do it and I was it was like a burning desire that I wanted to have these discussions about you know, subjects that people avoid. So, yeah. so like, just get it done. In and also, I feel like if you do... I love that. Get it done in the bedroom. That's your, like, tagline. <laughs> I like that. Right. But I also feel like it makes people more comfortable but and it allows a little bit of dexterity of, you know, content. So when, for us, we interview business owners who might not necessarily be able to make it to a studio mm. or they've got, like... I don't know, like a prototype of something cool we want to check out and it's in their studio or their lab or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Our last <coughs> interview, which isn't aired yet, but yes. Well, fun. Mm. Yeah. So we can, know. <laughs> then we take the phone and, like, who cares if it's a bit echoey? The content is brilliant. So, like, just, yeah, we roll with it as well. And I like that you... I think that's a thing as well, and we're so lucky now because I think to start a podcast back in the day, it was, like, it was a big deal. We didn't have phones. Mm. Whereas now, like, the, um, you know... I was going to say, like, Joe Blog, let's say, like, Francesca, you know, chick's name. But is, um, Francesca is not a name. So I made Yet. that up. It is now. Yet. Yeah. Call your kids Francesca. Yeah. And you heard it here. <laughs> Perfect business podcast. Um, can do, like, to, can be heard. And that's as well, like, the last event that I ran was Quit Your Bitching, Be Bold, mm-hmm. um, talking about not waiting to be for permission to be seen and things like that. And I think now we have that, such a capacity mm. to, you know, on Instagram, start a podcast, literally mm-hmm. with your phone mm. and log a Podbean account and boom, you're done. So yeah. if you've got something to say. Um, so, yeah, I feel blessed that I started and also getting out of your own way yeah. and, like, having a friend yeah. to do it with. Yeah, I like that. Being epic too yeah it is cool it's cool I mean it wasn't always like this but we built it into something you love yeah (laughs) yeah and passion gets you to that point you know yeah yeah definitely yeah totally yeah Mm -hmm. um I had a burning question about your partnership so you obviously interview you've interviewed people in the past you have different like people that you work with is there someone in the industry that you because we know that Lockie Samuels is someone that you actually like you're putting it out there quite a lot now yeah. what's your relationship with him and how does that you know obviously we don't want to take the limelight away from you no, so no, please, not at all. from your perspective I how give, is it? you know give mm. credit where it's due definitely yeah um so Lockie and I actually met um so I uh, after going travelling for... I was really lucky. I mm. was a manager... I've done so many different things. I was a manager <laughs> at an F45. Um, oh, wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, for... Uh, I was with them for five years, then two years. And something kind of took me away. I went travelling for six months. I was yeah. really lucky. Went in June 2019. Oh, just before. I know. And then came oh, back okay. in like October, November 2019. Perfect timing. Yeah. And then was in like a financial pickle mm. and was like not in a great headspace. But because of two because of those things, financial pickle, I went to FIFO and because I was like, I don't I don't know if you've when you've been so low that you're like, I need to fucking do something. Like I'm not doing something that is filling my soul mm-hmm. and lighting my heart on fire. Um, which is where the podcast started. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I was in I went up to FIFO um and did that for two years and wow. I had followed Lockie's journey. Um, yep. He started the Open Up podcast and I was just like, yeah, like the vulnerability that he talks about and opening yep. up the, the conversation on um, mental health in FIFO mm-hmm. um, and just how open he was around um, 
you know, issues that are facing FIFO but also facing men and he was just so fucking vulnerable mm. and I was like, that is my jam. So I followed him, stalked him, yep. you know, yep. sufficiently and we got No, we don't know, sorry. No, we, no, no. We, we don't never, do that. Yeah. I don't know what she's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and <Unfamiliar>. Yeah. <laughs> Denied, no. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so he... Um, we became friends through, and it's like we'd met because you know how your friend Perth is so small, so small. So yeah. we became friends, you know, like online and things like that. And I'd be like, "Yeah, you're doing a fucking massive, awesome job. Like, let's work yep. together." So we'd like do stuff online with each other. And then they came up um, and they did the um, FIFO happiness tour, and we got to meet. And it was like, we'd, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, and it was really nice. It was like a poignant time for. Um, so much was happening in FIFO and, um, yeah, we just got along like a house on fire, had mutual friends, um, stayed in contact and, um, I started working with him as a coach. So he was my coach, Mm -hmm. um, and came to him and there was so many things happening within FIFO as a female in FIFO, you know, or as a female in general, we've, um, experienced sexual harassment in our lifetime right yeah. so and they, they say there's 98% of women who've experienced her, um, her sexual harassment it's 100% of I was women say, that's spoken but about exactly you know? and mm. and people I think people don't understand what it is so mm-hmm. they don't know or in the older generation they don't believe yeah that it is because they've been told it's their fucking fault yeah. so they're like it was my own fault like mm. talking to aunties mums and things like that um, yeah. realising that it's their fault. So, of course, mm-hmm. they don't believe that it yeah, happened. Exactly. It didn't happen to me because if I said it happened to me, then, you know, as yeah, well, I'm we, the victim. And yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So um, went off on a tangent there because I get passionate. But, <laughs> good. Um, yeah, so I started talking to Lockie about um, it happening up in FIFO. There was, um, on a site that I was on, there was a, a peeping Tom. Peeping Tom, which is a really cute name for oh, someone that's right. really it's disgusting. Things really boys do, you yeah. Know? And that's the concept of our workshop that we're doing is like that's yeah. just the way it is, and that's mm. been you know like in in um, all the taboo topics that I talk about racism, you know, um, like talking about diet culture. It's just people have the mentality of like they don't want to do anything because that's just the way it is. Mm. So you know, I don't want to cause any stir or I don't want to be seen as to cause any trouble. So that's just the way it is. So. I think now, and definitely there's more people who are, you know, using their voice Mm -hmm. in the capacity, but, um, yeah, so we started talking about it and then it came about and then obviously some really horrible things happened on site, which were happening before, but they became, like, a lot more um, prominent in the media and things like that. And, yeah, we were approached by one of the giants who was willing giants. Not a giant. There was no <laughs> was actual like, giant. <laughs> we were approached by BFG yes, um, to buy one of the mining giants to, um, uh, who wanted to kind of pursue what it looked like to do that. And yeah, it just right. kind of has eventuated from there. So we've become um, good friends. And we're so similar. Yeah. Because, like, he goes off with his brain and I go off with my brain so we like bring each other back so yeah. it's been um and still just learning I've not had a partner in business mm-hmm. ever in my lifetime so learning that yeah, is really interesting yeah I understand yeah yeah sure. but like willing because we both bring we bring something so different mm. um to each other yeah we do things so uh, separately as well like he has um he is a mental health guy, yeah. Um, FIFO mental health guy mm-hmm. and um, stuff, and the quit you bitching, and they won't mould. But then all of the things that we've ever done have kind of come together perfectly. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I love that. Yeah, and he's so. We did a podcast together. Yeah. Did you listen yes. to this? Yeah. And you're like, what guy? Like penis proud, right? And it just 
it was beautiful to be have some insight into I've never been a guy Mm. you know like I don't know what that's like at all and definitely like his experience that he shared which is fucking heartbreaking but how he's using it for good um and yeah it was just like so much vulnerability I'm all Mm. about vulnerability and authenticity so yeah yeah that's where it came about. That's cool. Yeah. I think when I heard that podcast and, like, how he was talking about similar things to – there's a comedian that I follow, so Chris D'Elia, I love him. He went through a bit of a similar, like, narcissistic – narcissism sort of caused him to do a whole bunch of things in his life that messed up, you know, relationships and just the way he treated people. And now that he's come back, his podcast episodes are still great, really funny, but he brings in a level of, like – that's yeah that's not just the way it is anymore so he'll he'll start talking about something he's like because you know I went to bed at this time because um you know my mental health was quite unwell or like I didn't actually feel this all right and I was crying my son saw me and I had to explain to him why and he starts talking about that but he's a comedian so he does it in a much more relatable way than I'm right right now but (laughs) 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 But that I thought that was awesome because I was like still the great quality person that we know and love but their content has shifted because they've been enlightened yeah yeah and they've changed and they've been open to change it's not just like well that's just the way I am I guess I'm a shit cheater dirt bag and I'm yeah. just gonna be that guy yeah. like and being and, yeah. so self-aware mm-hmm. I think there's um you know you can see people when they're self-aware mm. and I so value that now like I try my very best to be self-aware like we all make mistakes we all do mm. stupid things like I've mm-hmm. done shitload of stupid things yeah. in my lifetime that have led me to be here but I've learned from them and I'm self-aware enough to be able to talk about them yeah whereas <clears throat> If you're not willing to talk about them, you're not all about saying not worth being around. That's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Quite harsh. Quite I didn't harsh. mean that. I take that back. <laughs> but that you're not you're not my people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're not willing yeah, to yeah. be mm. self aware enough to acknowledge like things that have happened in your life, and yeah. also for yourself, you're not going to grow. Yeah. Like mm. you, it, what do they say? You're either growing or you're dying. Mm. Well, I'm being so <laughs> wow, we. I'm a really wrong. nice person. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with wanting like authenticity yeah. in your friendships and like yeah, mateships throughout life. Mm. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think as you get older, you kind of crave that more. Mm. Whereas yes. when I yeah. There were different qualities I was looking for friends. Like, yeah. do you have the capacity to stay up past 5am and go skinny dipping? That mm. was like, you know, that was what I needed from friends Wowee. back in the day. Very specific. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there a few times. So I had a great time. We were talking about alcohol and how I don't yeah. drink anymore and how I don't regret the times that I've had. But, um, yeah. That was going to be my next question, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about that. Tell us about that journey because I read something today on your Instagram that was like, you know, it was I think it was before Christmas and you were kind of a few points on how to actually embrace the holiday season and one of the points was – you know, don't drink if you don't want to drink because mm. even though Australia or Straya, as you Australia, Australia mm-hmm. um, the culture is that we drink and we drink on public holidays and we drink on, you know, yeah. any event that is worthy of drinking, which is almost we everything. We drink to as well. Like, yeah. There's no... Yeah, we don't drink to enjoy yeah. the flavour of it. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's not like, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. In France, like, almost um, the kids are brought, uh, like, up to see how to drink mm. in a way that's not... Um, there's a word... And that happens quite often. In excess? Yeah, in excess or to get drunk. It's yeah. just like... Yeah. To get See, yeah, yeah. To get fucked up, you know. <laughs> um, but you guys said I could swear. Yes, yeah, go on. So, and go I just on. said you guys. You guys. Yeah. You can't full swear. Australian. Yeah. I even walked in the door. I must have gone full Aussie. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so you said what, where did the drink, no drinking yeah. come from? I think um, it's such, you know, like 
Uh, it's a long story of, of how it kind of eventuated. There's, I come from a family where there's been history of it before of, you know, alcoholism, mm-hmm. and I'm from Northern England, um, which is definitely seen as like a lower class, um, a working class place where there's um, a lot of shitty things that have happened with alcohol. I can tell a story mm-hmm. about it. I found out this after. So... This is really important to me now because it kind of validated me to stop, whereas I was just having a break for a little bit yeah, there. Yeah. So I went back over to the UK to see my um, my family and one of my family members was telling me about um, a time when the, the father of the house had gone out, gone and got absolutely drunk and blotto and then come back to the house. He was obviously a bit narcissistic and stuff like that. He was really drunk and my family member was sitting on the couch and made a cup of tea for him. It wasn't made properly, so he poured it down her. Yeah, he pushed her outside. Oh, my God. Naked, oh my gosh. took off her clothes, pushed her outside naked Neighbours came from next door to kind of, you know, help her out and stuff like that. This is really traumatic. I'm used to talking about it. I talk about yeah. taboo topics, so yeah, I'm sorry yeah. if it's really no, jarring. No, we'll put a We're trigger warning. Trigger. Yeah, yeah, trigger yeah. warning. But um, And the neighbours back in those days got her clothed and sent her back. Mm. So <laughs> I'd heard these stories. I know, crazy, <laughs> because it was happening in that household as well. Yeah. So I come from, oh, you know, so like, just, yeah, it was just the way it is. That's the way it is. is. Yeah. Right. Just the way it is. Right. So I found all these things out when I was kind of teetering on the on the line. That's really dramatic. Like, mm. that's a really big but thing. But it's real still. But it's yeah. real. And, like, uh, there's other family members who have had issues with it before and there's been, you know, domestic violence mm-hmm. from it. But my story in particular, um, I've had a great time, like, you know, drinking. I've... I'm a very um, confident person. I'll go out and have a an epic time. I'll go dancing. But I'd have this, like, massive depression session mm, for oh. days afterwards where my self-talk was, like, you're useless, like, what have you done with your life? Just really horrible. And I was like, I'd never speak to – I was self-aware to a point, but just thinking – I've got depression, you know, mm-hmm. like I've got, I'm not well and it's nothing to do. Didn't even think about alcohol because in yeah. our society we you don't. don't think about it. No, yeah, yeah. And, and nobody kind of asked me to look at it so I wasn't kind of, a, pardon me, aware to look. But yeah. um, I was having all these depressions, depression sessions and like in my life I could see that, you know, like I'd try and do something and I'd not fail but I couldn't do it. I didn't have the capacity because I was just really hating on myself. Mm. Um, then I uh, moved into the city. Banana Social. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was there. I moved Cinema. Yes, <laughs> Banana Social. Um, but um, some of my friends had started that and I was able to go, like, whenever I wanted and stuff like that. So I was just drinking a lot. Oh, I had a few instances in life, friends, you know, like a few things had happened, and I ended up in hospital. Oh, so I had no. these pains um, and ended up finding out that I had pancreatitis. And oh. pancreatitis is from... Drinking. That's yeah. so serious. And yeah. yeah, so serious. But I was like, I haven't drunk any, I, I hadn't drunk any more than anybody else yeah. had. And I was like, why is it kind of happening? And funnily enough, that wasn't what got me to stop. Mm. I uh-huh. <laughs> Not just <enough>. kept going, <laughs> right? Wasn't enough to be told that I had pancreatitis yeah. because I'd go out and I'd tell people I didn't want to drink. And it's like, people would buy you drinks or people mm, would be like, yeah. why don't you want to drink? And I'd be like, I, if I, I've been told if I drink, I will. It could really injure me. It could kill me. Yeah, I know, I could it's die. really dramatic yeah. again. Like, mm. 
know all about the drama, but... <laughs> I love um, drama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the drama? <laughs> um, <laughs> Am I better than I <laughs> um, Yes. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so that didn't stop. And then I kind of... The, the self-reflection on that being like, well, I've been told I've got pancreatitis and um, I'm still not stopping drinking. I would relate people's interactions, like um, b- being with guys and um, intimately relating it to... Uh, you know having sex with them Mm. relating that to the because I was drunk and I only had sex with them because I was drunk Mm. so I stopped drinking stopped having as much sex with it um had a great time Mm. doing that but um yeah there was so many things that were tied to my drinking alcohol Mm -hmm. and I was like fuck I don't need to have that yeah and when I went to the UK, it's a long story, I told you, but um, yeah. when I went to the UK, I had kind of teetered on having a few, um, but the last night that I was there, I was um, sitting having dinner and I kept on getting my drink topped up oh. and I was so drunk, like I stood up and I was really intoxicated. I went to sleep and the next day I was like, I'm going to go around London and I'm going to like, <laughs> you know, go to the gym and I'm going to go around on my bike. And I was so hungover. You know when this, yeah. like, trigger warning again, you know how you're so hungover that you're so sick and it's, like, it's not good coming mm, out of yeah, your body? Yeah, it's like bile. It's like poison. Point. It was yeah. bile. Yeah. And it was, I was like, I've injured myself. Mm, like, yeah. so, and that was the last time I drank because I was, I had to do a 32-hour flight home oh and I was oh like, what the yeah. actual fuck? Yeah, what have I done? I know. And then, since then, like, it was like, I'll try not to and things like that. Life has just excelled. Like I've my, I realised that I don't have depression. I had depressive days, yeah. you know, and a lot of it was led from the alcohol. And I, while I've had some really epic times with alcohol, yeah, long story. There's so many things, and I could probably make it a lot shorter than that. But um, I think the reason why I tell that is is. Uh, I got I got so many people approach me about when I did that um, that post about not drinking. I think we we wait for permission for other people to mm. go first. So I kind of want to tell all the facets yeah. because people tend to relate to something. Um, and yeah, it's okay. If, like you said when we were saying before, it's okay if you do want to drink. That's totally fine mm. if you've got a healthy relationship with it. Because some people do. Yeah, I didn't, and um, I think a, a lot of us don't. You yeah. know, like if you feel bad about it, Sarah. Um, Russ Batch, um, free spirit drink coach, she could be someone yeah. who's great yeah. to have on, um, is um, she's a grey area drinking coach as well. So um, it was really good to hear her put into words about um, how it is that grey area. If you mm. feel bad about drinking, yeah. then you've got, yeah, mm. you've got an issue with mm. it. And, um, you know, like being with partners before where I've said, um, you know, can we not drink? Is it okay if you don't drink? every night and yeah. and they can't not yeah. do that or not yeah. every night but get absolutely blotto and they're like I don't have a problem and you're like you yeah and I think the buck doesn't stop with alcohol like even something as like harmless air quotes as weed yeah like if you're doing it every night to escape reality like are you okay yeah like, what's going on what there? are you avoiding yeah with it? yeah and that's the thing substance abuse and it's and it's like it's so heavily rooted in guilt and shame Mm. and guilt it was really the guilt for me because I was like I'm not going to drink tonight and then I drink so I felt Mm. guilty yeah and then ashamed of myself because like I may or may not have partaken in things that I wouldn't have if I or like ashamed of myself because I'm like I can't even do something you know or not do something I don't want to do yeah yeah I've told myself I'm not gonna like yeah and it wasn't like I didn't find um 
that I was escaping anything. Yeah. It was just, I suppose, escaping my own thoughts. Like, I, I definitely... Yeah. I think people say ADD. I don't like to put labels on anything. I think mm-hmm. we all are who we are. And, like, people... Uh, and in history, we've all been... You know, they want to put labels on things because they want to treat you, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the person treating that. you has got like 50 labels that they haven't yeah. labeled yeah. and you're like cool yeah. so you're normal right? yeah what <laughs> so you're who I'm trying to be yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, no, no, thank, thank you, you. <laughs> people used to say like you're you're so weird and I'm like well cool I don't want to be fucking normal yeah. thanks like, thank <laughs> you no, no. <laughs> yeah yeah. So, yeah, my brain was always just so busy and um, I think it was, I don't know if it was just to quiet that or just for, I don't know. Mm. I don't know why I did it, but I've, de- I've definitely been better off. I, um, yeah, have love for myself. I sleep better mm. and, yeah, my but we're talking about digestion issues yeah. before, like um, my digestion issues. Like, I know that that's not the cause now. Yeah. It might have not just been stopping drinking that, yeah. but at least I can go, okay, well, it's not. It's not that. That yeah. kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And, I like, I personally have an issue with those, like, dry July or dry whatever. You're like, first of all, I'm 99% sure that the alcohol brands, like, sponsor that sort of advertising. Because, <laughs> like, when you come back, you come back hard. <laughs> like, you can't just be like, oh, now that I've gone without for 30 days and 14 hours, um, no one's counting, though. <laughs> um, I'm only going to have one beer with my friends who are getting in. Yeah. Well, literally, who would like? How many people do you know would watch the clock on a Friday? And as it hit like five o'clock, or working from home, they're like, "Oh, I can have a drink whenever." And you're like, "But why? Like, yeah. you're still sitting you at your desk to? working." Yeah. yeah. Is it enhancing? Do you this like experience? how it makes you feel? And also, like mm. talking about society in Australia, you know, <laughs> like um, I think the world definitely like sporting um, events are sponsored by alcohol. Mm. Um, like when there were the lockdowns and when they shut down all the events. Um, uh, there was the uh, what's it called bottle shops were still mm. open so pharmacies and bottle shops were yeah. open so it's systemic of like it's we're funding by drinking we're funding Australia mm. because it's tax so it's never going to be a place where the government is going to say stop drinking they do all those ads and stuff yeah. like that by putting up pictures of alcohol yeah you know or so like, like talking mm, about mm, i'm thirsty i'm gonna have a wine but um yeah. also where you know it, it's never going to be you're never going to be able to stop it because it's around you so i always say to people like are you a rebel you mm. want to be a rebel mm. rebel against what you're being told to do and stop drinking. Mm. I know it sounds weird. You think you're being a rebel by it. But also meeting people where they're at because yeah. it, it's a hard thing and there's so much self-judgment if you if you can't stop. And yeah. I always say to people that if you've tried to not have it for a day and you've tried to not have it for a week, you're on your way because I stopped, you know, like I stopped for a week one time, I stopped for a few months, mm. I stopped for a year and then started again and yeah. things like that. So, yeah, just about being gentle with yourself, I yeah. think, and, and seeing if like asking yourself those questions um like we were talking about before around alcohol as well like is this make does this make me feel good yeah. like am i enjoying this yeah. um am i going to feel good tomorrow exactly uh, am i making decisions like that empower me then yeah i want to do it and yeah. i enjoy but if it's not then having that self-awareness which yeah. is hard when you're swept up in and having other people yeah. you know who uh, might feel good about their drinking, yeah. they're okay, and they're like, I'll buy it for you. And I'd end up as well spending my rent money yeah. and just shouting everyone. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like... Yeah, I'd you end- get home from a night out and you're like, 
do you remember all those shots? Yeah, who bought those? And they're like, babe, you did. Yeah, you. Yeah, and you're like, oh, wait, yeah. but the bartenders were drinking too. I bought their shots as well. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I bought the whole bag. <laughs> yeah. And I in negatives? Is my ba- am I yeah, bagging? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I can rent tomorrow. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, it was interesting to see yeah. myself and my identity without drinking and I like the person that I am. I love the person I was before and I have compassion for her, but I, I um, appreciate where I've been able to go now. Mm. Like my ideas, my mind isn't full of negative. Mm. It's just full of ideas. It's like it was, they were all locked in the back mm. because I was so busy thinking about, you know, negative things. Yeah. That now I've cleared all that out. It's like... Yeah, space yeah. for the, for your yeah. little inner. Who's that? Is it Eliza uh, Scherzinger or whatever her last name is? Um, she says she's got like a little person in her head that comes out when she drinks, and it's like she puts on a whole voice and like she's a whole. She's got a whole personality, and it's like someone who's like just like when you're like, no, I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to have one. She's like, do the shots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the shots! But yeah. everybody else, stick your head shots. out of the cab, <laughs> put your tongue out, do it. Yeah, and you're, and you're break like, the law. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's cute and innocent until, like, you wake up the next day and you're, like, so embarrassed by something you've done. You're like, that could not have been me. Like, that is insane. Oh, totally. And, like, even embarrassed by things that you haven't done. Like, I used to get Mm. that feeling where I was like, I'd never, like, I hadn't even done anything and I'd get that guilt. Yeah, right. So I don't know if that's everyone. And um, But, yeah, I was, like, definitely sick of that. I think when you actually do react to alcohol like that. and like Yeah. I, I know I've got another friend who has the Some same people thing. have said fucked up, but like yeah. <laughs> no, would be something. I yeah. think as well, and my family definitely have triggers with you know like drugs and alcohol mm, yeah. um, before. And and looking at it now, like from the outside in, it's a blessing. Mm. If you're not listening to it and you're constantly like just taking the drugs or doing having alcohol, yeah, it's a bad thing. But the fact that I have that reaction to it makes me go, I don't want to be this yeah. or, or feel that feeling, so yeah. I need to not. Yeah, so it's a blessing. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good. Oh, that sounds like it sounds like a journey. Like yeah, right? it doesn't sound like one little decision or an easy and it sounds like you're familiar with the fact that other people are at different stages and it's actually it's all right. And if you don't give it up entirely because you have that healthy relationship, sweet. You yeah. Know? yeah. 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 And I think yeah, being gentle with yourself is mm. key. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um do you have any other key sort of experiences that you would pull out as a teaching um, moment or something that's molded who you are today? Oh, that is the bang up question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so many. It usually comes out of like what has been your biggest challenge, I suppose, that you've overcome or maybe you haven't overcome it yet. Um, that sort of thing is what, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the no drinking that sounded like a life changer. Yeah. So the non drinking was like was massive because it's it's. It's definitely like all the experiences previous to that have shaped me into who I am now, definitely. Mm. But something, so I talk about, um, at Quit Your Bitching, I talk about diet culture and body image. Yeah. Um, And the other event was sexuality and sensuality. So diet culture and body image was um, because I didn't realise, and you only know what you know. You only know yourself, really. Mm. So I just assumed that, yeah, right, (laughs) still on that journey. Um, But even I've had really great body image for since forever. Me and my sister both have it. We're different people. We have different bodies and we've both got really great body image. Great. Um, Great. And that's really unique. You know, like I love, I'm never really negative in the mirror about what I see. Oh, 
So, and, what's and, that like? Crazy. It sounds amazing. <laughs> Do you have a pill face? <laughs> so that's what I was going to tell you. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a pill. No, but so how we were brought up was that mum um, went down to Nanup. She built a teepee and um, we were down there. And, and that kind of like, the reason why I say that is because it shapes the kind of upbringing that we had. We used to go to um, hippie gatherings where there was nudity um, and there were, you know, like men and women. It wasn't looked at as sexual. Mm. It was just like, that was a body. Yeah. This is a body. I'm comfortable with my body. Yeah. And there was people just accepting accepting themselves and accepting um, each other. Right. And I don't know if that was what it was. And, and you know, mum and dad and my brother would always say, like, oh, you'd look, they're northern England, like, you look good in a paper bug, like, you know, oh, you're beautiful. Yeah. They yeah. always tell us there was always positive stuff. Mum never dieted. Mm. Um, dad never, you know, like, it was always positive reinforcement. Um, and that's not to say, that it's like all the parents I think sometimes I did a podcast with it with another one we were talking about diet culture and yeah. sometimes like mum's really caught the flack for that yeah. and I feel for it because mum I could go off on tangents yeah here. mums you know like we're and can you imagine having a child right fucking now yeah like I'm trying to navigate being a human myself so mm, kudos yeah, to literally. all the parents out there so trying their best yeah, yeah trying yeah. their best and um yeah so went off on a tangent but essentially there was no dieting or anything like that so we always just loved each other and it was an experience with my sister and I somebody came up to her we were at a shop in Nanap who said um do you know that you're fucking ugly so that to my sister <laughs> right what the hell yeah, wow I know the audacity I know. but I wonder if you could even take that to heart because like you're obviously fucking nuts yeah and also <laughs> to yeah like exactly that. like who the fuck sorry, you do perfect? you think yeah. you are sorry but fun little twist to the story yeah. is like we I looked at her and I was like I was like is it is he stupid? No, you're not. <laughs> you're yeah, like, beautiful. Like, it's an opposite day. Yeah, it's opposite like, day. <laughs> like, you're amazing and you're beautiful. And, like, we always had that with each other yeah. where we're always like, no, you're fucking amazing. Yeah. And, like, years later, he cracked onto her. He forgot about the whole conversation. And, like, in her, when she got older, she became quite busty and stuff like that. She's beautiful. Mm. Um, and I fucking love her. She's my favourite human in the world. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he cracked onto her. So it's, like, twisting oh, the story because – and he didn't even remember. And she was able to, like yeah, – be, be like, like that little mm, scar yeah, on my heart yeah, that, that you – That hurt my heart. <laughs> yeah. But um, – so I think what's shaped me – why I tell that story as well is that body image was never really my um, the thing that that uh, shaped who I was. It was sexuality and sensuality. Mm. So there's a few sinister things that happened in you know like families as it does. Like now I now I talk about it as an adult that that's quite common in families, and um, so there was always a question of like sexuality like who are you going out with I'd get called like a dirty stop out sometimes and stuff like that and um I hadn't even like I know I lost my but it was scared it was from fear from family so I was always really questioning my like my sexuality of Mm. like I really enjoyed intimacy Mm. I really enjoyed like you know sex and I really enjoyed being um you know like and I, I always wondered why. So I assumed that I was like a slut because society had told us that we're a slut, right, yeah, if yeah. you do that. Yeah. So um, I'm all about the subjects. So yeah. yeah. And it's also like slut is a bad thing, but yeah. you've got to be one for a man to like you. Yeah. So like, yeah, what's right? that all about? And the whole concept <laughs> of like, you know, there's so many things that go around. I love the memes and everything that we've yeah. all got accessibility. It's like if a chick has had sex with one guy yeah. 400 times, 
then she's not. Whereas if she's had with sex with four hundred guys, she is. Yeah. How does that work yeah, out? Exactly. Yeah, um, four hundred's a lot. Yeah. Like that's exhausting. That's a good but, example. Of you some know, size or yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, but, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the concept that uh, sounds exhausting. Mm. I'm tired. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that was for me. That was like the question of like, am I? And and so that really got to me. And and like that was where a lot of when I was drinking would come the the negativity of like. Um, I was called that in school even though I hadn't slept with anybody yet because it was an assumption and the fact that there's even a word as a thing like you said mm. and that like it's a different ball game for guys and it is for girls and um, that we don't get to just be who we are in any expression of who we are, you get labels on you. Yeah. So for me what shaped me was realising that I'd kind of trapped myself in that prison, that I'd allowed other people's opinions of me in my sexuality or whatever mm. um, dictate who I was because I perpetuated it and, yeah. I, and I did it and I acted like somebody who does that mm. um, without loving myself, I think. And um, that was a game changer for me to see and why I did the um, event was just to be uh, able to have that discussion that, you know, you are what you are who you want to be yeah. but to an extent if you allow it you are who other people say you are if you allow them if it if you allow it to be true yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah that was the biggest game changer for me probably not in business yeah but um yeah that was a game changer for me it all affects everything right yeah i was holding myself back definitely in that capacity and like being able to talk about it because i there were so many incidents that happened after I'd had that realisation and I'd always blamed myself for a lot of things. Um, and I was just like, no, it's not that it's not me. That's how I've, we've been brought up to think is that it's your own fault for being in that situation. It's yeah. your own fault for wearing that. It's your own fault for, you know... Drinking um, that much. Drinking and, that much and yeah. stuff like that. And it's mm. like, no, that's yeah. the lies that we've kind of been told. Mm. And, yeah. So My sister got once told that, well, the person the guy told me about my sister oh she better stop smiling at strangers because she's going to put herself in a dodgy situation I was like <sighs> I'm never ever ever going to tell my sister to not smile mm. like how crazy though that that mad. fellow thinks that yeah it's because that your sister's smi- yeah. like isn't doesn't it just f- blow your mind mm. it's so outrageous mad. to me like you uh, we're having that conversation and knowing that that's outrageous but there's still some people out there like men and women like yeah. older yeah, women yeah. sometimes think like you put yourself in that situation you wore that skirt it's just mind-blowing yeah. that how we've been indoctrinated to kind of think yeah. that it's our it's our own fault for smiling yeah, mm. exactly. <laughs> but then yeah. the same man will walk down the street and tell someone who's not smiling to smile so yeah. he looks what more rapeable like yeah. what yeah. sorry, sorry. Exactly. I'm, I'm here to please you. I need, you. Yeah, I need yeah. an excuse to do yeah. what I wanted to do yeah. um, and make it your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 It's so, and it's so nice to have the conversation, like, because this was, you know, in our, in our mother's upbringing and in, like, the, the older generation, it wasn't even discussed. Like, mm, we, yeah. we have, so if somebody, if that happens in the, in the street, for example, and somebody says, like, oh, smile, you would, you know, like, if you wanted to, if you wanted to, you know, acknowledge what the person had said, you'd be like, I'm not here to please you. Mm, exactly. Mate. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, whereas, like, before they were like, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. yes, sir, no, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you just bow down? Yeah, yes, yeah. No, sorry, what else can I do? Yeah. <laughs> what else can I do to make you happy? Kiss your disgusting man to Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. 
Yeah, that was a good... <laughs> I think that was a good spot to end that. That was good. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose bringing it back to, like, your career and where it's shaping towards where you want to go with it. Um, it sounds like it's obviously you're building yourself as a personal, like, personally, I suppose, um, to be this confident um confident woman who raises awareness about key issues in our society at this you know at this time and i think obviously the main demo that you're talking to is women but it's also men right because especially yeah, with your collab with um Lockie, but just in your own right you're giving them the space to hear what you've got to say without you know without like it being a colleague or a woman in a you know a sea of 500 men on site Mm. so how do you how do you see that going in the future and what's your experience with um what needs to change I guess that's a massively loaded question but I'll I'll get you to tell me the sec like I'll probably ask you to say yeah yeah. to repeat yeah but um I think where it has kind of uh, stem from repeat the repeat the start of the question again oh I've like totally forgotten it <laughs> well I was the start of the question is like what what do you see the future um what do you see in the future of what you're doing in raising awareness where do you see that going what change do you want to make yeah that was the first part okay so I think and where um where it all kind of came from and why I feel like I have the ability to have that conversation now which is like quite public mm. I think if you had, if we wouldn't be having this discussion now, uh, we wouldn't be having this discussion two years ago, mm-hmm. like not with me. I, I, there was work where I had to feel comfortable um, enough to share it and vulnerable and, and like realising that sharing my story of things that might have, you know, not been ideal of experience mm. that I've had, I would have been ashamed to share them because of labels that I might have got from them. I think the difference between Becky two years ago or Becky, you know, like in the past and Becky now is... I'm so passionate about making a change. I'm so passionate about helping us make impactful change and not teetering on, like, subjects that are, like, palatable and being palatable. Mm. I would have been palatable back then, so I wouldn't have actually had the conversation properly. Now... I'm able and capable of having those conversations of putting myself out there um, without worrying about it, knowing that... I think my story is going to help other people um, and how I show up is going to help other people and it's not about me, you know, Mm. like it's for something so much bigger than me. Mm. And even in these discussions, like having meetings, you know, trying to get the conversation to go out onto site or to go into corporate or to go onto the news and stuff like that, there's, there's talk around other things and it's really interesting just to bring everybody back like while we're having these conversations about when we're going up and things like that shit's happening yeah yeah you know like women are being harassed Mm. and like it's urgent that we do it now yeah yeah so I think Becky back then wouldn't have been that comfortable in you know a corporate environment or going into meetings being like we need to get to it I would have sat in the background because I didn't have um, I've always mm. loved myself in a in a way and give myself compassion mm. and love, but I, I haven't had... I've been like, who the fuck do I think I am? Mm. Previous to doing my events, the Quit Your Bitching, like everything kind of had to happen, doing the podcast so that I could be able to just share my voice and, and see that it was actually safe to share. Yeah. Um, having good feedback around... You know, like I was talking about white privilege. I was talking about, you know, the slut complex. I was talking about... Um, diet culture and I thought all of those things I've had this crazy feeling that 
I'm going to get hurt talking about, yeah. you know, all these things because I'm going to piss people off. Yeah. Whereas now that I'm not fearful of that because I know that people people want change. They just don't know how to make yeah. change. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and people kind of want to be led. So mm. um, I think I kind of answered mm. your question. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, all of those things had to happen. I started the podcast to be heard. I did the events because I'd never spoken before. Yeah. I'd never been on a, a stage as a speaker and I wanted to be a speaker. Yeah. So I was like, how the fuck do I do that? I do my own events. Yeah. And I was like, who's going to come wow. to my events <laughs> when I've never done events before? But just having that belief and working with people um, around me, working with, like, business coaches and stuff like that, um, and seeing that, you know, like that that whole concept of who am I, you know, like who yeah. am I not to? Yeah. And if you get that calling and you get that feeling, you've got that passion, then like to follow it because it's all led to, to where we are now. And yeah. then going into FIFO, it all just has, it's crazy how things happen, how yeah. they must, you know, like doing those events and then being up in FIFO and now I'm speaking around FIFO. Um, so it's all just kind of not fallen into place. It's been a, an uphill yeah. battle, definitely, and you guys would probably resonate anyone in corporate like it didn't happen overnight mm. it's, it's been two and a half nearly three years of me just consistently consistently like losing money and not having you know like getting to the point where moving in with my dad yeah. and stuff like that I love him to pieces but you it's know it's, it's <laughs> yeah. a lot and and like you know having to pay for things out of your own money and realizing yeah. that it's going to be something and just keep on like just have faith and um yeah, just but that belief in myself because, like, realising that other people have that belief in you and you can, like, borrow belief as well yeah. sometimes when you're not feeling it. Yeah. 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 I like that. Um, so when I was travelling, you know there was the show that um, Now They See Us? Have you, you yes. remember seeing yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So it was about these young boys, so these young black boys who were wrongly accused of this murder in Central yeah. Park. Yeah. Um, and it broke my fucking heart I was crying and crying and crying because I was just like that there's no other reason why they're in that position other than the colour of their skin Mm. and there were several reasons why it broke my heart Mm. one of them being that I I've never felt that nothing has ever except for privilege in my the colour of my skin Mm. nothing has ever affected anything that I've been able to do or not do or been accused of because of the colour of my skin yeah and the other other thing that it upset me was that Australia doesn't believe that we have that issue. You know, we watch <laughs> that show and think, oh, Americans, oh yeah, so classic. racist over yeah. there. And I hate to say that 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 word, but it broke my heart that we didn't. You know, we don't acknowledge the first. It's definitely better um, than it was, um, but. In Perth, we're in a bubble oh, yeah, where yeah. you wouldn't know. Like, you could tell when people say, oh, I've got, you know, an Indigenous friend. You've got one and I could probably, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, some people do and, and we're definitely getting better, but it's we're, we're, it's systemic. We've been brought up that way. Yeah. So I started the podca- podcast because one day I hope that we have that conversation. And this was two years ago. Yeah. And then Black Lives Matter concept, you know, George yeah. Floyd happened and it blew my mind that we were literally having the race discussion. And I was like, holy damn It's shit. happening. It's happening. <laughs> People want to talk about yeah. taboo topics. And um, I can say that from somebody who's had privilege, mm. you know, like most of my life. Um, and 
so that's why I started the podcast. And one day I hope that we have, like, I can have a, a forum and, like, talk about the history of Perth and what's yeah. actually happened because we get to put the blinders up. We get to choose over here where we put the blinders up or mm-hmm. we actually acknowledge it. But we're so privileged over here. Yeah. We're so privileged in Perth. There's so many shitty things that are going on um, all over the world. There's lots of amazing things mm. as well. I think I've really talked about all the <laughs> shitty things and that's the hard thing about taboo topics is yeah. like, there's lots of progress yeah. in the world as well. But, um, yeah, I went off on that tangent. That was good. Love yeah. that. I love that. We'll file that one. Yeah, we'll file, file that, that one. <laughs> Put that in there for later. <laughs> for bath time. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk about it. <laughs> um, do you come up against many barriers? Because obviously, like, you know, like working within, like, taboo topics all the time, do people, like, legitimately stop you from doing anything you want to do just based on the fact that it's, like, almost too much or, you know? Um. I think if I do, it would be perceived. Like I can go as far with it, I, I think, as I want, and I yeah. think we're in we're in a a place where people do want to make change, like with all the taboo. Yeah. So I am proud to say that um, there hasn't been too many, but I probably haven't pushed them enough. Okay. Um, Got to ruffle some feathers. Yeah, and like I want to ruffle feathers, feathers, but. Currently, my business is Becky. I yeah. do the account. You know what I mean? Like, I've got a lot of great people around me, but if I go into it, if I go all in, I have to care for myself in it. So I think I've probably held myself back from ruffling too many feathers, Yeah. Um, to be honest. And, like, That's re- it's absolutely like... reasonable. Like, yeah, <laughs> but it's like I have this, like, not. I'm not ashamed of it, but I'm like, when when George Floyd happened... I had this, and I think a lot of people maybe had it, where I said nothing on social media. I was so outraged and broken and, like, so many feelings about it because I was like, I'm this person who talks about... I put pressure on myself. Mm. I'm this person who talks about taboo topics. Yeah. And I can't even jump on and talk about, you know, like, what's happening. Yeah. So I felt really guilty about not um, putting anything up on social media. And when I did, I was just so passionate, like, we have to make a change. And, you know, like, there's so much going on in the world. Yeah. I think I get so passionate about that. And then I said something that I didn't really mean. And and you have that fear of that you're going to say something that's going to be taken out of context. Yeah, cancel. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cancel yeah. that. I, yeah. You know, forget that. And then I think I was reminded by some of the, my friends around me that um, it's okay. Yeah. You know, like, you don't have to mention about any, everything. And also, it wasn't my pl- – after, it wasn't my place. That's what I say, yeah. You don't you, – you never lived that life. Yeah. You don't know that. Yeah. Like, that's someone else's entire yeah. existence. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes it's not a place to and have a mention. Exactly. But, so yeah. it wasn't my – it was perceived – it was my own perceived – like like I said with the sexuality thing, I was trapping myself in it. Yeah. Like, you're not talking about these subjects. So – Thus far, I haven't come up against too much, but I don't know because they've stopped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. opportunities have stopped. I've definitely – I started talking about this subject to go and, you know, onto mine sites and stuff a year ago. It's happening now. Yeah. So, yeah, we have come up against things, but I'm probably unaware of the discussions that I've been talked about in and dismissed in because I haven't been able to have them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, uh, like, and Lockie and I have talked about this before where – this subject, there was a gatekeeper and that gatekeeper happened to be a man and that was Lockie. It wasn't until Lockie started talking about it 
with someone in you know in the paper that I was able to be given permission to talk about it and he said you know Becky's willing to talk about it I talked about it on my social media we you know like things like that but the society that we do live in is there's still you do need to be given permission by in some cases or the the idea needs to be from a male or a superior and that sucks Mm. but I luckily have somebody on side who's willing to you know give me credit where it's due and I'll give him credit where it's due because it's not even about that you know what I mean we get to have the conversation and go and help women on site so I think we constantly remind each other of that so barriers I've had messages from people before, you know, like saying, you know, who do you think you are? You were doing FIFO for two years. You're not a FIFO worker. You know, you never got your hands dirty (laughs) and things like that. Mm. Which I, you know, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I understand to an extent. And I said to him, I'm grateful that I feel, you know, like you feel like I'm approachable enough for you to say that too. So thank you. Because I know that, and we've had this discussion as well. I'm going to come up against, like, I have no doubt. Like, Mm. I love the 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 guys and girls in FIFO that you know like I had such a good time there yeah, cruisy cruisy and they're authentic so people will give you shit mm. you know what I mean like but I can give shit back um, but it doesn't have to be like down the the crude line but I have no doubt that when we go up on site we're going to come up against people we're going to come up come up against you know the old guy who drinks EU export who's mm. you know got the beard who's never you know like he's done the same thing for his whole life he's going to be like this is fucking bullshit mm. you know who probably say that yeah. um, so I have no doubt we also might not because hopefully we're helping like by having the conversation we're going to lead down that road of like hey that's not acceptable Tomo yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> give so, him a name Tomo. <laughs> it's got to have Drink a name Tomo. Tomo. Pint down yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah I've had messages in Instagram and stuff before but um yeah, I just I just approach it with compassion and and not a roadblock because they they help me in essence um, because I'm gonna I'm sure we'll come across other people who feel the same way and I do want to approach like you said working with men and women um, and how it seems to be like the demographic demographic of both I think women are magnetized to the message that I talk about quite often I've always wanted to talk to men and women yeah. because you know like all the everything there's a lot of things that you know like. Um, Lucy Peaches, I'm going to see her this weekend. You know, like the talking about, I'm going all in on all the subjects. <laughs> um, but talking about menstruation and things like that, that's yeah. like super helpful for chicks. Yeah. Um, but also really handy if you want to understand like your mum, your sister, your girlfriend, you know, like yeah. your so colleagues. Your, yeah. So in every subject that, I, that I'm talking about, taboo, um, it involves both of them, but I, I tend to be more um, approachable with women because I because I am a woman yeah. I do um have so much compassion for both men and women and I and I've always wanted to work with both but I um I had to just kind of go no nope, quit your bitching is just for chicks even though I want to be inclusive yeah. all the time but it's just for yeah, yeah. so yeah 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 and there's nothing wrong with that I don't no. think yeah no and I, I think giving um them the space uh, they deserve because if there's you know if there's men there the women aren't going to talk about those issues exactly. and vice versa at a I, I'm not gonna I don't want to um, I'll leave the some of the male healing to some of the guys because I, yeah. I wouldn't even begin to know mm. what you guys have gone through which yeah. I'm sure is like you know a fair few things as well mm. it'd be great to have unity one day but that's like yeah it's like centuries <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. We're, get, we're really getting yeah. there I do see so much progress you know what I mean oh like, there is there is in there the is. last yeah. two years or like it's been intense right yeah, yeah. it's been intense oh, COVID yeah. has brought up a lot of 
like very exponential so discussion yeah. curve on all yeah. the things yeah. yeah which is a good thing yeah, yeah. people yeah. consider like 2021 like a dud year but i'm like look back man like i did not realize how much we packed into one year and how much even myself and like everyone i know had grown until someone one of my friends like put together this like really cute like little montage of photos and videos from me from our time together throughout the year and i was like wow like so much has happened and so much is like you know so many great things have happened you know despite this horrible thing that's going around and mm. causing major stress on the world there's still like this sudden like i don't know togetherness that we're all feeling which is nice but yeah, yeah. it's a, we're definitely like and you know we've talked about perth being we're in a bubble we are in a bubble but. um but yeah you you get a choice to like you know take the good out of it and people have passed away <laughs> wow yeah there's people you know like well, life yeah. that is life yeah. isn't it so yeah. you can take what what you want from it it and is what it is yeah that you know? guilt of having a good year like i had oh. to deal with that last year whereas i'm like it's okay that we had a good year yeah you know it was a really interesting but it was a yeah if i wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for the all the challenges last year yeah yeah yeah, sure. absolutely. And I think, like, to your point, Hannah, there needs to be change on the different on different sides before there's unity. So if, you know, women are, you know, 10 steps ahead on female rights and men are not, or, you know, that's a very, very black and white example. I know it's not black and white, but that's just an example of, like, they need to catch up to each other separately before they can get together, yeah, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. 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 That's a good way of explaining it. it <laughs> separately, they have to do the work yeah. to come together. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't that's want to separate said. men yeah. and women. Oh, good. That's yeah. what you said. Yeah. And I think, like, acknowledging that we are different. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think we get told, like, you know, we're all equality means that we're all the same. We, yeah, like, where you get given same opportunities mm. and stuff, but we are innately different. Oh yeah, yeah. like yeah. you know, our Women hormones like boop, 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 boop. our brain is like <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> you know, like sometimes there's like. Uh, and their hormones are like, uh, uh. <laughs> so we're different. It's, we're going to approach life differently. Yeah. yeah. I really like for that. Yeah. yeah if we, can just, <laughs> we need a whiteboard for the next one. Um, I really like the example you had of like parents. Like it's not up to a lot of people say, oh, did your mum just not teach you stuff like that? And it's like, yeah, okay. Your mum might have been a saint, but who you're hanging out with today yeah, is exactly. influencing how you behave. And yeah. you could hang out with, like, this is terrible, but <laughs> 20 rapists <laughs> and just never talk about it. Well, you could, but, like, yeah. <laughs> and your mum could be I a saint and not, not be the wiser. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, but my mum was good. I must be all right with women. And you're like, oh, but have you seen the people around you? Yeah. <laughs> and your behaviour. Friends have a bigger impact. Massive. Like, you yeah. can do your very best as a parent. Yeah. Think, and you can only do so much mm. like and then you have to realize that you know we make mm. choices of who we end up being around I do mm. believe like it's like a, I'm very I'm you know quite spiritual in that aspect where it all happens for a reason you kind of I ask myself is this you know like is this a gift or a challenge mm. and um sometimes the people that you're around you learn something from them briefly and they're not supposed to be in your life that long um or it's like a challenge where they're like really fucking epic to hang around. They yeah. drink like goldfish yeah. and they take all the drugs. And it's like a test put in front of you to be like, you know, can I enter into that just for a little bit of fun? Mm. Or am I going to go down that road and that's going to be my identity forever? Yeah. 
you yeah. know? And everyone's different, right? So, like, you can't be like, oh, well, he did it, he's fine. He's, like, actually a great person during the day and at night he parties, he can handle it, or she. Um, and then, yeah, if you do it and you're you're not the same person, yeah. so it affects yeah. you differently. Yeah, psychosis. <laughs> yeah, and approaching yeah. everything like we're all the same. Because some yeah. people, like, we were talking about marijuana before. Marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about that oh. MJ thing. Yeah. Mary Joanna. Mary What's that? Yeah. Yeah. Not in my Christian <laughs> neighbourhood. You would love my sister, by the way. You guys, I was bringing her in next. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we were talking yeah. about that. Like some people react; it's a trigger for some people, and it triggered psychosis. Mm. And like other people, fine, they can think like they're creative. They can, you know, like some of the best TV shows, movies, Alice in Wonderland, just putting it out there, have been created mm. on, you know, like hallucinogens. Yeah. Um, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> oh, don't open that can. <laughs> oh, that is yeah. Yeah. terrible. Let's leave that can. Like, we're talking about can and worms leaving. Um, but yeah, so it's like it's per- it's personal, right? Yeah. Like, are you going to be Charlie Sheen or are you going to be the guy who wrote? Oh, that's the yeah. question. Oh, you're going to be the yourself. gal who has yeah. one puff of yeah. that em- marijuana <laughs> and you're um, like dead asleep in two seconds. I don't know who that might be. <laughs> oh, no. She's not wearing green top. <laughs> Dude, can we take a photo? <laughs> yeah. No. Thank you so much for visiting us today, Becky. Thanks. I really oh, appreciate pleasure. it. Pleasure. I'm pretty sure we're best friends now. Yeah, well, we will talk <laughs> again. Yeah. yeah, that was an audition. I yeah. <laughs> she passed, right? Yeah. She passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> If you like that episode with Becky, make sure you stay tuned for next week when we post an episode with Lockie. Check back here weekly as we post every Monday morning to share the best stories from Perth's entrepreneurs. Make sure you like, review and subscribe on the channel that you listen to this on and wherever you see us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram.